The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Hoopball Celtics podcast here presented by Hoopball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. Make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. You can also follow Lucas at Luca underscore Gaynor and me at Ballin Opinions. All right, Lucas, how you feeling, man, after a good win against the Toronto Raptors and our first home win of the season? Listen, we the team said, we said, you know, they needed to defend home court a lot better than they had thus far this season. And tonight they might have done that with their best four quarters of basketball. Um, man, they're terrific. A 104-88 victory over our division rivals, uh, the Toronto Raptors, man. So, Patrick, I don't know about you. I'm happy. I'm glad we've been patient because, you know, it seems things are kind of turning around, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, man. Like like we said, I mean, you said ten game sample size. I'm saying fifteen. You know, we're right right there. And what do you know? The Celtics are coming around that ten to fifteen area of games, and there's improvement. It's wild that the team from game one is looking different after playing together for some games. You know, and learning a new system and learning new defensive schemes. It's crazy that it all of a sudden is all coming together. But no, uh, out of seriousness, it was great to see tonight. Um, definitely up there with the top three best games that we've seen from them with the Orlando and the Miami games, respectfully. Uh, just a great performance by the Celtics. I think uh, another win that they can really build on, you know, outside of that Luka, you know, dagger, this team could have been on a four-game win streak after that whole blow-up meeting thing. Yeah, and like you said, it just is that one shot that prevented us from being uh... – 4 and 0 over our last four games and you know sometimes you just lose on a superstar level shot from a superstar so I'm not too concerned about that. But no, tonight I mean the defense once again, you know, we held them under held the team under 90 points. That's three times out of the last four games we've done that and we only managed to do that uh Celtics only managed to do that three times the entirety of last year. So, what does that tell us? You know, maybe it's the personnel, but it definitely is uh, heavy on the coaching. You know, Ime, he's that defensive guy, and it's pretty clear he's bringing that uh, that defensive edge and scheme to the team that the Celtics have been lacking in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I, I think it's like a scenario where it's like, all right, you did it to Orlando, cool. Not really uh, impressive yet. They did it to Miami. That was pretty impressive. You're like, okay, they did it back-to-back. Not only the third time in four games, now you're like, Okay, this this is a legit good defensive team when they lock in. Like this they have the potential. Like we see it now. Now we want to see it consistently throughout the year. That's going to be another task of its own, but it it was just really refreshing to see the Celtics come out and play really physical. I know Ime really made a, a statement about it before tonight's game. He stated that you know, with the whole league rule changes with how they're calling fouls this year, really benefits in the style of defense that they're trying to play. And I think uh, that really hits hard because, like, they do like to be up in guys' face. They do like to be aggressive at times. I thought Marcus Smart was everywhere tonight. He was putting his body on everyone he could. Josh Richardson was doing the same. So just guys like that 
you know, they're not going to call, you know, the Tic Tac Bows as much anymore. Then yeah, get up in the body, get up in the comfort space, make people work harder. We can work really hard to get to the basket and make things a lot more difficult. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think you may hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, the way that the referees are calling the game out is honestly, I would say just beneficial for pretty much defense in general. I mean, especially the physical style that the Celtics want to play. Um, you know, Patrick, I don't know if you agree, but it felt like over the last year and a half, two years, the Celtics had lost their identity as a defensive team. Um, and that's a part of an identity that was very important to the Celtics, you know, dating back to the first tenure with Horford. So it's really good to see them reclaim that. Um, you know, and the refs let them play tonight. That's sure what it felt like. I mean, the Celtics only committed 13 fouls the whole game. Um, and it sure, let, like, uh, sure felt like the refs were going to let them play. So, you know, I think that's good. Honestly, I just like how they're calling the game better than – you know how they were the previous seasons. I think this is more like actual basketball as opposed to, you know, who can score more points and get fouled more. I think this is much more conducive to like, you know, good quality basketball. Yeah. And I agree. I, th- I just think overall, like, and I still think that this team has so much room to grow and be better. Like I see moments where I'm like, they could be better there. So the thing is like, we're seeing that this team come together and they're looking really good. But there's so much more growth left. Like Tatum has been amazing on defense. Marcus Smart's been amazing as usual. Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder is a menace on defense. Robert Williams is on the glass. You know, Al Horford's been great defensively. It's been really hard to pick out guys who have been bad defensively outside of, you know, Peyton Pritchard has been like the guy that I can think of off the top of my head that's been like, damn, he has really been bad on defense. And it makes a lot of sense now on his playing time lately because it's like, He's damn near unplayable. He really is. And, and with how the Celtics are running and how their their system is built, it, it makes sense for guys like Ennis Cantor and, you know, Peyton Pritchard to, and Jabari Parker, the guys who really can't move defensively, to not get minutes. And so it, it just makes me wonder moving forward, like, what is the plan for Peyton Pritchard? Because if he can never develop that defensive side of the ball, like, I don't know if he ever cracks the lineup unless there's an injury. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, we saw Pritchard be really good for us last year, and, you know, he really showed out in Summer League, um, you know, to prove how good of an offensive player he is. But, you know, you're like you're saying, you know, he's going to have to figure out something on the defensive end. And I honestly think it, it's not of a lack of effort for him. Um, I think it's more of his positioning. Like, you know, I think sometimes he gets over over anxious to, you know, prove that he's trying hard. And he'll maybe take one step in the wrong direction while, like, trying to full court cover a guy. And, you know, he'll put himself out of position. Um, so I think when he works on that, he'll be able to work himself back into the rotation because we've seen him be a good rotation player before. But, you know, like we said kind of on a few podcasts ago, you know, you're going to have to gain Emei's trust on the defensive side of the ball to get into the game. And uh, that's clearly something, like you're saying, Peyton Pritchard hasn't done. Someone who has done that, however – who, you know, I think the discourse has been up and down about this player on the Celtics. Um, he had a, he's been great defensively this year, and he had an exceptional game tonight. And that is a, a man by the name of Josh Richardson, Patrick. Uh, I'll let you go for a little bit just about how you feel about Jay Rich was tonight and throughout the season. But personally, I've loved what I've seen from Jay Rich. You know, I know, of course, he hasn't been perfect, but honestly, for me, the positives have far outweighed the negatives with Jay Rich so far, personally, and from my take. So uh, how do you, how do you feel about how he played tonight, Patrick? Yeah, I, I thought Josh Richardson was timely with his baskets. He was patient. He was two or four from deep, fifty percent. 
He got to the line four times, the same amount of times. He shot as many free throws as Jason Tatum did tonight and Marcus Smart, and they both had four each. Um, he was five of nine from the field, 55% from field goal percentage. He had three steals, a block that was monstrous. Um, I think Huge I have the block. Time stamp. Yeah, I have the timestamp somewhere here in my notes. I think that was in the third quarter. Third quarter. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was in the third quarter. Um, but like he just had a monster block on a fast break where Marcus Smart had good positioning. He came over for the help, swatted it. He just played with a lot of control. He played 32 minutes tonight. He obviously needs to step up in the absence of Jalen Brown, and I don't think he disappointed. Um, he was really good in a lot of stretches there, and and a big key to tonight's victory. I don't think the Celtics necessarily win as much without him. He was really active in the defensive side of the ball, too, and just passing lanes, everything like that. So I'm just happy for him. I know there's some teams that kind of given up on him and, and feel like he's – Kind of had this ability, but he he really needs to. He's really uh, stepped up into a good role, and it's a big moment for him as while Jalen Brown is out, and I think he's stepped up to the plate so far. Yeah, and like you said, you know, there he he really didn't play too well, um, you know, for the Sixers and for the Mavericks, and so I think he kind of has something to prove. And I mean, honestly, the biggest issues with Jay Rich this this year, in my opinion, are probably been maybe some shot selection, and then you know inconsistency with the three ball. But I think. I mean, the three ball, I don't know what he's shooting off the top of my head from um, from a three, but I really think, you know, it's been pretty solid. I'm, his defense is really, really uh, has stuck out to me watching these games. He's always in the passing lane. He's blocking shots. He's contesting shots even at the rim, which is really important when you're playing, like, you know, a switchable wing lineup. You need those, uh, those wings to chip in with some paint protection. And, you know, it, it's clear that he's done it. I'm trying to find what he's shooting from three. On the year, I will have it in about two seconds here. I think he's shooting 36 from three on three attempts a game. So, honestly, if he can if he can sustain that in between 34 and 36%, man, I'm really okay with that. Uh, I just wanted to shout out Jay Rich because I feel like he's gotten a little more flack than he deserved this year from Celtics fans. Yeah, no, I, I think he played well tonight. And another guy who I think played really good was uh, Robert Williams. This was the Robert Williams game. He came out. And took on the challenge, man. He, you know, we got out rebounded by this Toronto team pretty badly in our season opener at the Garden, and they abused us on the offensive board. Well, it was the opposite this time, man. It was Robert Williams cleaning up the offensive glass and just going back up and abusing them. He had 13 rebounds tonight, uh, 16 points. From, you know, just incredible, just an incredible play by him. Rob had one block, two steals. You know, he was a he had the highest plus minus. I know you love the plus minus, Lucas, uh, but he was a plus twenty tonight. Um, and and honestly, the person that was in the negative tonight was Al Horford. He was negative six when he was on the floor, which is pretty shocking. But he didn't only play twenty four minutes tonight. So this didn't need him as much. And I thought he still was good in, in some stretches there for Boston. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love me some Robert Williams. I love when he's out here being aggressive and and really crashing the offensive board because he could be a problem. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I've got to say, uh, honestly, Rob just – I feel like our bigs are better than than Toronto's bigs, and I feel that's really unquestionable. Um, you know, I don't hate uh, Precious Achua as a player. I like Chris Boucher. I like Ken Birch. But those guys are just a tier below uh, guys like Horford and Time Lord to me. Um, you know, Time Lord came out from the jump. I think he had eight, six or eight points in the first quarter. 
a bunch of big rebounds he was securing. He wasn't playing volleyball. He was grabbing them, you know, possessing them. I think that's big because, you know, Fick has the tendency to tip rebounds. You know, tonight he secured them. And I got to say, Patrick, you know, I've been getting on the Celtics for not boxing out. Okay. Tonight they out-rebounded the Raptors 44-41. to But the big one is they out-rebounded them on the offensive glass 12-6. to Only six offensive rebounds the whole game. You know, for a team with as many big guys, six nine bodies as the Raptors, I'm going to live with six offensive rebounds a lot of the time. Uh, it seemed like that was definitely an emphasis of what the Celtics needed to do. But, yeah, Time Lord was great, honestly, all around. Honestly, there was only maybe one or two plays he could have done He could have done something differently that I thought would have been better. But besides that, you know, I'm not going to critique him over those two plays when he played, you know, 99% of a game phenomenally. Yeah, no, I, I thought – I think Robert Williams is having – a great year and he's playing a lot of minutes played um, nearly 33 minutes tonight right there almost alongside Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart Tatum played the most minutes tonight with 36 but just overall Robert Williams has, has stepped up to the plate he's been staying healthy he's playing more minutes and I'm just happy for him man he's, wow. this is what this is what the Celtics wanted and they got like when they signed him to that extension this is because they knew this was the type of player he is. So I think he has one of the more valuable contracts in the league right now. I mean, oh. um, it's crazy. We might have two like the biggest deal contracts outside of any game. I will shout out uh, Rashawn Holmes' contract because I think Rashawn Holmes is Great just deal. amazing of a player, and I think the Kings underpaid the man a lot. Um, but, you know, that's just how the business rolls sometimes. I guess he wanted to stay in Sacramento and take that less money. But, yeah, man, Robert Williams has been great. And then uh, move on to our boy. Well, I'll just uh, shout out. Uh, I just want to say real quick, we're here recording on Spotify Green Room. You know, we have a listener down in the comments, Sean, pointing out that Rob had eight offensive rebounds in this game. He yeah, out-rebounded. Yeah, eight out of 13. He out-rebounded the, uh, uh, the Raptors on the offensive glass. The Raptors finished with six. Rob finished with eight. So, obviously, that's a good thing. Just want to shout that out. Eight offensive rebounds, man. That's a really, really uh, – Really positive. That's because, uh, that's because we know who was getting the defensive rebounds was our boy Jason Tatum. Yes. 12 rebounds tonight, 22 points, 7 assists. Wasn't the greatest shooting night. He was 8 of 24 from the field, which is 33%. Was really good from deep, 3 of 7, 42% from deep. So I guess you'll take that. Still having a little bit of the, the weird free throw um, woes. He only shot 4 and he missed 1. I don't know why he can't just – have a game where he just shoots like four or four from the line or five or five. It seems like he has to miss a free throw in every game this year. Very unlike him. Had a steal. Only two turnovers from him tonight. Um, he was a plus 18. Thought he did a lot of good things. He was hitting a lot of people in the, in the beginning of the game. He was on triple-double watch uh, very early on in this one. I think he, uh, at halftime here, had 11 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. And I know in the opening quarter he had – Four of the Celtics' uh, first five assists of the game. Sheesh. So he was dishing out, man. And I think as he did that, it opened the floor for him, opened up the spacing more for him, and it was allowing him to work more. But overall, from Jason Tatum, man, he, he did well. He played within himself. He played within his game. He didn't force too much. I know he didn't shoot well, but he wasn't forcing shots. It was very solid looks, and I think he played very well. Yes. And listen, like we've said multiple times, Patrick, personally, and I believe you're the same way, we're process over results here. So while maybe if there was a game where Tatum shot 14 of 24 but was trying to just, you know, work outside of the offense, work in ISO, 
I think, you know, a lot of people would, uh, you know, have hyped that game up. And, you know, obviously I don't love the 8 for 24 shooting night, but I do think a lot of those shots came within the perimeter of the offense, like you're saying, not forcing anything um, or not forcing too much, I should say. And, you know, just letting the game come to him. And I think that's going to get easier and easier for Jason to do as the season goes on. Well, like you said, uh, he was the one grabbing those defensive rebounds, man. He had 10 defensive rebounds. I mean, like I said earlier with Jay Rich, you know, a little bit of rim protection from your bigger wings. Uh, Sam can go for the defensive rebounding. Uh, you know, you got to box out. you got to get those rebounds. If we're playing Tatum at the four, Jay Rich at the three, those guys need to help crash because uh, it's not like Rob Will is like, you know, this giant glass leader. You know, he's only 6'8", six, 6'9". Six so those other bigger wings have got to help. So that was great to see. Uh, Tatum, once again, was terrific defensively as well. Uh, I feel like Tatum doesn't get enough credit for how good he is defensively. Uh, you know, I think he's even starting to improve his on-ball defense with his size. You know, he's a little bit better on-ball too. But I just think that Tatum, he's so good on-ball. He's so good on-ball. I, I don't know why people like – he's in a way above average of a defender. I'm not saying he's the elite of the elite, but he's definitely above the average for a defender. Oh, Totally. Listen, and I think he's been a good off-ball defender. And I think, you know, he's been solid on-ball, but I think he's even taken it up a little bit with the he's put on this year. He's looking better. Um, so, yeah, all, honestly, all around, uh, you know, uh, encouraging game from Jason, even though, he, you know, he shot poorly. Uh, that's that's honestly the least of my concerns with Jason is making open shots, to be completely honest. Like, that's going to come around. Like yeah. you said last episode, Patrick, I thought you put it very well. The Monstars didn't come and take his jump shot away. You know, he's just got to get into the flow of things. And I think, you know, the more that happens, the better he's going to start shooting. Absolutely. And then uh, I also want to just shout out Jason Tatum to lead into uh, lead into our next guy here that I wanted to talk about was uh, Romeo. But he had these two back-to-back assists to Romeo for a corner three pretty much in the same spot. And Romeo just knocks down both of them, man. I'm just so happy to see Romeo Langford just – he really is a, a special player, and I think Romeo is taking his jump, man. He played almost 20 minutes tonight. He's so good defensively. Oh, my God, is he good defensively. But on top of it, like, you've got to think, like, man, he he also – he could shoot, man. He could shoot. You leave him over for three, he's going to make you pay. Two of three, 66% from deep. Love that out of our, our boy here, Romeo Langford. Oh yeah, those those plays were beautiful. The first one, you know, that play worked absolute perfection. You know, get him open. You have to look in that weak side corner when you play against the uh, when you play against the Raptors because that's usually the area of the court they leave open the most. Um, you know, because Nick Nurse is a great defensive coach, but you know, it feels like he kind of leaves that spot open a little more than any of the other ones. So it was good to see Tatum and Romeo early. Um, honestly, yeah, like Sean saying down in the comments, you know, it's great to see Romeo healthy. I mean, Patrick, it, when we drafted him in the lottery, he was a slasher. He was going to be a scorer. He's now transforming himself into a catch-and-shoot three-point scorer who can attack closeouts and then play good on-ball defense. Um, I just a shouts to Romeo for changing his game and adapting the way he needed to. And I just – honestly, I think we we were patient with Romeo for just long enough because I think he's going to start to build off this – um, you know, he just looks like a little bit of a more different, more confident player this year, especially with that jump shot, which I know we've harped on, but it's true. He looks more fluid. Absolutely. And then I got my two eyes on Eme, man. I saw the, I saw the Aaron Neesmith only seven minutes, man. Aaron <laughs> Three Smiths deserves more playing time. I don't care. 
I don't care. You're not getting off just because we won. All right, you may. I'm, I got my eyes on you. Listen, I thought we were going to be able to go the whole show without a mention, but uh, you know, yeah, he only got seven minutes, and you know, that is still that's a little surprising. I got to admit, yeah, I, I thought he was going to I mean, come out and play twelve to fifteen, but I got to like, we, let's factor in context for the game here, okay? So. Richardson was playing very well, and so was Romeo, so it was kind of hard to squeeze him in minutes. I know. Yeah, I know. That's why I you took the words out of my mouth pretty much. <laughs> I know. I know exactly where it was going. Well, you're right, I though, just but, but listen, I'd be lying if I said I, I was not surprised because you can go listen back last episode. I said I think yeah. – You played a high I hand. Said, go, well, yeah, that's true, but I said going forward, you know, we'll probably get 12 to 15 minutes in Smith, and we only got seven. So I'm a little surprised by that. I am, but, you know – I agree, though. Like you said, ride the hot hand, man. There was no way he should sub out Richardson for any of his minutes down the stretch, bro. He played so well. Um, so I can't be mad specifically, but I know you're going to keep your eyes on Ime. I'm keeping my – both eyes are at Ime. It's like the nasty glare. Oh, listen. I'm I'm beaming. I'm beaming at Ime right now. That's how I'm feeling about him right now. Uh, I, I, you already know, man. I had to be. I'm, I'm the Aaron Three Smith guy, man. I'm just. I, I have yeah. to. I have to keep it honest. You know, oh. like if I'm gonna preach for him to get playing time, I gotta be there every time he doesn't get. Of course. Playing. You know, your name is a. Uh, listen, your name is a uh, Aaron Three Smith on Twitter. So you better, you better be calling for him every podcast. And listen, my name is Celtics Optimist. So I feel like it's only right that you know, I'm looking at Ime. You know, like he can do no wrong right now because honestly. I'm loving how the team has looked the last four games, Patrick. I really – and I'm not getting too high, just like I wouldn't get too low. But, you know, I was, I'm was. i not going to say I was starting to doubt or anything, but it didn't feel great how we started the season. And, you know, the last four games, last 16 quarters of basketball have uh, shown me that, you know, I was correct and not, and not you know, rushing to, to freak out or anything because, you know, they look good. And like you're saying, man, we have only room to grow. We really only have room to grow as a unit, and I, we're not, we weren't even healthy. Listen, we didn't even really talk about this. Jalen Brown did not play tonight. The Raptors were at yep, full yeah, strength. No, they were, yep, yep. The Raptors were at full strength. They even had Pascal. Listen, and honestly, I just we'll, we'll we'll take a brief moment to talk about the Raptors here. Who are you most afraid of on the Raptors tonight? Who felt like they they were the biggest threat to you? It was Fred Van Vliet and Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is going to be, and I, I, I know you, you probably saw the tweet from my, um, from our account. I didn't like but, it because um, it was a little too real, Patrick. Okay. I, I go, I go. Scotty Barnes looks like he's going to be end up being one of those quote unquote Celtic killers. Like when he sees the Celtics, he's just going to play well, and I can already see it in him in two games. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy that we hate to see. But on the end. In that fourth quarter, he had a couple bad turnovers that ended up turning into points for us to end up, you know, sealing the deal and making sure that we we kind of rolled off and, and definitely kept the game pretty close, pretty out of reach. Yeah, that uh, that, those are some rookie moments on the fourth quarter, but I mean, uh, it's a little concerning that the person I was most uh, worried about tonight was a rookie. Um, not not like worrisome about the Celtics, more just worrisome about we're gonna have to face Scotty Barnes for the next five years. Okay, a bunch of times a year, and. I don't know about five years. I think ten, like yeah. ten, man. I don't, I don't know if the Raptors are gonna let that man go away. Like he's gonna be there. One hundred percent. So no, I I just wanted to shout out Scotty Barnes. That's two games in a row against the Celtics. I've been really impressed with him. Uh yeah, Van Fleet. I mean, Van Fleet's arguably my favorite player to watch in the league outside of uh, any Celtic player. Um, but you know, he was a little off tonight. You know, his jumpers weren't going down. Celtics were forcing him into tough shots. Uh, you know, a couple times they left him open, but overall, I think they they played pretty good defense on him. 
the good defense on Ananobi. I mean, all around, I didn't feel like too threatened by anyone except for Scotty Barnes tonight uh, because Scotty, you know, could kind of get his way inside. Yeah, Scotty was uh, fantastic. He was 7 of 11 from the field. That's 63%. He had 21.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, he did have three turnovers. Two of those were in that fourth quarter in big moments. Um, he got to the free throw line a lot, man. He he got to the free throw line twice as, as many times as Jason Tatum. So eight times to the free throw line, hit seven of them. He didn't shoot any threes, which was kind of strange. Um, just shows how good the perimeter defense was tonight. But yeah, he was a menace. He he was he's just a difficult player, man, to like stop. He only played um, let's see, thirty-one minutes though. So it was a little surprising there. I thought they could have ran him a little more. Maybe they have a better chance to win the game. But you know, they I guess he they just want to override him since he is a rookie, kind of still get him into that shape. But uh yeah, he was he was the main shining point of that offense tonight. Um Fleet played decently well he he did shoot uh five of 14 which is 35 percent and he was four of nine from deep maybe that's why i felt like he played a lot better was he, he hit four threes and those four threes every time he hits one of them man, i'm just like god damn that's going in he just has a shot where i'm like oh that's going oh that's going in but yeah you know he, he was just good tonight yeah when nobody's closing out on fred it pretty much feels like a foregone conclusion that that three-pointer is going in for sure like uh if you don't have a hand up it pretty much feels like that's free three points that's a layup for him um but we can I mean, we can move back on to the uh some celtics guys so did we touch on smart enough you think because i think smart played a terrific defensive game um he played a terrific defensive game we could get into smart yeah he had three steals uh you know six assists 13 points I mean, that right there, that's a good Marcus Smart game. He was only one of four from three, but, you know, honestly, I'm okay with He only took four threes. Like, like I kind of hugged on, as long as he's not shooting us out of games, I'm really not that mad at Smart. You know, we shot 42% from the field, five of 12. You know, definitely can do worse than that. But we all know Smart's biggest impact is going to come from moving the ball and on his defensive hustle plays. And I think he showed that he can do both of those things just fine tonight. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of impacts, there's no impact like going on to my bookie and getting yourself some impact on your wallet, getting some extra cash in your pocket from all the biggest games to the smallest events. Make every bet worth your while with my bookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with your MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. And all you have to do is sign up and deposit using an exclusive promo code HOOPBALL at MyBookie. There are tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. This Saturday, the NBA jam-packed with exciting games for you to go on in on is the Charlotte Hornets are taking on the Atlanta Hawks in what's sure to be a high-scoring matchup. Hit the over. A superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard will be going down with Philly travels to Portland. There's no better starting point for your MyBookie experience, so get in on some NBA action this weekend. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code HOOPBALL to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I can't say I'm an absolute betting savant, okay? But uh, the Hornets and the are playing, okay? I'm taking the over in that game. I'm trying to find the line right now. 
But that seems like a game that's I'm not going to find the line. But that seems like a game that is going to go over. Like the, like Patrick said, going to be a high scoring game. So uh, you know, I would uh, potentially take the over depending on what the line is. Those are two high scoring teams who you know. I mean, I know we saw the Celtics and the Hornets play, and what did we finish with Patrick? 140 points. Something like that. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was that was a wild high scoring. So game. I would hit the over on that one. I might even hit the over myself, but you know, okay. Just, you know, bet responsibly. That's what I'll say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, more on to this Marcus Smart, man. I, yeah, I thought Marcus Smart was amazing in this game. He, he played really well on the defensive side. He was everywhere. He was hassling. He was hustling. My favorite play from him tonight had to be when he got that jump ball and he won it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that was a huge turning point, huge moment in the game, and he just played really well. So uh, shout out to Marcus Smart, man, coming out here. You know, he doesn't always shoot the best and he can get on people's nerves sometimes or he talks about how people aren't passing the ball enough, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like you, you learn to love him. Like this is the guy we like to love and you know, six assists, 13 points, three rebounds and great defense. That's what we want. Precisely. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't ask for anything more from smart men besides maybe one more three pointer. That's about it though. Uh, you know, I'm going to ride for my guy, Smart Man. And, you know, uh, this was just a classic Marcus Smart game, man. He's impacting the game in, you know, pretty much every positive way you can. Uh, and then I'll just say, you know, he got that great steal, read the passing lane beautifully, went down, got that layup, and got that kind of tackled by Malachi Flynn. Uh, yeah, that was a war. You know, I just play, don't man. think that that's a, a good basketball play. play. You know, I know he reached around and, and swiped for the ball, but the problem was, is he had his arm or his other arm around Smart, kind of bringing him to the ground. That's not a great play. Glad to see Marcus was okay, and I think Marcus's reaction on the ground is kind of how I reacted. You know, Malik, I went to apologize, and Marcus really just kind of had this look on his face, like, "Really? You had to tackle me, and now you're going to try and help me up, man? Get out of my face!" Uh, so that was just good to see Smart. You know, it didn't come down too hard. I'm not saying it was, you know. The dirtiest play ever by Malachi, but I, I, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't love to see that. Um, but, uh, you know, good to see Smart was all good. And then uh, we had Schroeder tonight. We didn't really touch on Schroeder too much. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about him a little bit. We, we said, he, you know, he was big in the fourth quarter. He had a lot of good shots. He I don't love his assist to turnover eight. ratio tonight, though. Four assists to eight turnovers. A .5 assist to turnover ratio is terrible for a point guard. Got to clean that up. I know it didn't end up biting us in the butt tonight. We ended up getting the win pretty easily, but. Man, eight turnovers from a point guard playing 34 minutes is not going to cut it. If you want to make it really noticeable here, um, Marcus Smart had zero tonight. Six to zero as opposed to four to eight. Um, you know, and maybe Dennis had the ball in his hands for a little bit longer, but still, uh, eight, eight turnovers for a point guard is pretty inexcusable no matter how you look at it. Um, I will say, you know, Dennis did great scoring the ball tonight. I think we're just waiting to see him, you know, put together a complete game where he, you know, maybe is six six assists, five assists, two turnovers, and then he also is making two of three, one of two, two of four three pointers. So, uh, you know, good good game from Dennis scoring the ball and on defense tonight. But I would love to see him clean it up uh, on the turnover front, no doubt. I'm sure everybody feels the same way about that one. Absolutely, yeah, hundred uh, percent. And that kind of does it for for the game breakdown okay. that I have. Did you have anything? My last thing is that, you know, I know we could talking about, oh, the Monstars didn't come steal Tatum's power. Patrick, did the Monstars come steal uh, Grant Williams shooting ability after the first few games of the season? You know, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think, think he's getting so good looks and everything like that. They're just not going in. I think it might just have to do with like, 
does, does some of them are going to go down? Like, I think he was unsustainably hot at the start of the year, and now he's, like, cold. So I think it's going to end up middling out, and then he'll just kind of be in between there at times. So I'm not I'm just, worried about it. Yeah, no, I'm just giving Grant a hard time, man. I mean, I, I believe in Grant. I think he played some good defense, but yeah, I think that shot's going to come around. I still believe in his jumper. I'm just joking around because it did seem like, you know, he was on fire, and then it's been a little while he's been in a lull. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think I think Grant will be just fine. I was really just poking fun, man. Uh, can't be the wor- can't be worse than the start of oh, his career. Oh, That's definitely all I'm not. Saying. No, we'll never have to go back to that again. Also, I just want to shout out. Uh, I saw somebody tweeted. Uh, I wish I remembered his at. Oh, it was a great tweet that we said. He said, "Going from Semi Osley to Josh Richardson feels illegal." And um, listen, listen. I, th- I think his name is Mike on Mike <laughs> ADX. I believe is his at. I want to shout him out, but no. Listen, I love Semi as a guy, man. But it is an unbelievable switch to have Semi being that guy sitting in the corner and, uh, you know, occasionally getting touches on the ball and now being Josh Richardson. I just want to give Josh his flowers again because I feel like he's caught flack, you know, maybe a little bit unreasonably this year. Uh, I just want to give him his flowers, man. You know, I w- he's a guy I would like to have around, you know, because he's going to be on a pretty cheap contract. So I would like Josh Richardson to stay around, honestly. I- I'm going to plant my flag on that hill right now. But outside of that, Patrick, I don't think I've got much else. Um, no venting for me tonight. I wanted to hit one more one more thing on that Marcus Smart play where he got hit. I just wanted to point out that the first person that came over and pushed Flynn off of Smart and picked him up was Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. He gave him a little like baby shove too, and like, yo, man, you don't do that. On, like he let him know, like, you don't do that to our boy over here. Like, he, I don't, that's all I wanted to point out. Like, I, I, there was that little tiny detail there. But then I'm, now I'm ready for the vet box. I'm ready. I'm hyped. Oh. I'm hyped for the vet. So box I was about right to now. say. Uh... Listen, I don't have much to think about. I, I'm just happy we got another win, man. That's that's what watch, I'm um, I venting is going to trigger your venting right now. I okay, okay, okay. Let's get back. Let me set it up real quick. Okay, okay. Uh, set up. All right, you're right. Let me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jalen Brown is not going to be traded from the Boston Celtics this season or in the next coming season. Just stop it now. We are not trading Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. We're not trading Jalen oh. Brown in general. Get the hell away from us with these damn rumors. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't hate each other. They like each other. Jalen Brown is not being traded. Get off of that wagon. I don't know where these buzz started coming from. That It's Jalen Brown that's going to be the guy if they trade him. Somebody, no. Just because the Celtics went out and made a phone call about a star being available does not mean that, oh, Jalen Brown is on the block. Okay, that's yeah. not what that means. You do your due diligence as a GM. When star players are available, you call a team. You say, what would your asking price be? And you can listen, and it is ridiculous. You can hang up the phone. I'm sure as soon as Jalen Brown's you- name was mentioned, it was – Done. But you got to call, though. I'm with you. You have you gotta, to call. You got to call. And of course, you know, of course, Daryl Morey's probably not going to trade Ben Simmons to the Boston Celtics for somebody not named Jalen Brown. But do you really think, I mean, let's really be honest. As much as we know Brad knows about basketball, bro, Brad is not about to trade Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. So that one I don't even want to entertain. However, just going to put this out there while I'm on the limp box. If we can get Ben Simmons for somebody not named Jason or Jalen. I don't know how unpopular this is, but I would like that. I would really like I'm that. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm pulling the trigger, and I'm right there with you. I'm pulling the trigger. But unfortunately – people, uh, people who say that, like, I'd rather have Marcus Smart than Ben Simmons, just just tell me the two best things that Marcus Smart does, and I guarantee you those two things are the same thing that Ben Simmons does, but better. 
Bro, honestly, you know I love smart and it kills me in my soul, but dude, I have to do that. But I don't want to say, I didn't want to entertain that right now, okay? Listen, especially after smart's great game tonight. Okay, but listen, I'm just saying, I love you. But that was, that was a vent box worthy statement. Oh, no, no. Did it, did it trigger something in you? Oh, oh, Patrick, Patrick, I'm already on the vent box right here. I'm already on the vent box. All right, no, bro, we're not trading Jalen back to home to Atlanta. Okay, no, I want Jalen. Lucas is Lucas is uh hopping onto my shoulders to get listen, exactly exactly I'm turned right up now. now I'm turned <laughs> up now okay listen no Jalen and Jason as far as I'm concerned should and will retire Boston Celtics okay there is no reason okay that we need to even no it's too listen I had somebody listen Patrick tell me if this is gonna get you riled up I had a friend text me today. That he thinks that Jalen and Jason is like a Monte Ellis and Steph Curry situation where one of them has to go. I disagree. I I could I could not disagree more. I think Jason and Jalen only build off of how many how many All Star games did Monte? Come on, exactly. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Jason and Jalen, you know, they deserve to play the rest of their career together because they're like fire and ice, man. Jalen is fire. Jason is ice. Listen, we don't want to rob anyone of watching that. Even if you're a Lakers fan, I know you enjoy watching great basketball, so you're going to want to see Jalen and Jason play together. Okay, that was a little ridiculous. I know they don't enjoy it, but you know you know what I'm getting at, man. We need to see them play for the same team for the rest of their careers, man. Let's not trade Jalen, and let's not trade Jason. Okay, and then I'm just going to, before we, uh, oh my goodness, before we sign off here, shout out to Sean sticking with us through the, through the show. Sean's always popping out to listen to us, um, so we appreciate that. And her comment on the Marcus Smart and Ben Simmons thing would be that Marcus Smart would at least make layups, unlike Ben Simmons. She has a point there. She definitely has a point there. But... Oh, he makes them. He just doesn't right, take right. them. He, uh, yeah, at least Smart's taking these shots. But, uh, no, come on, man. We're not trading Jalen to the Sixers. Listen, if we – no, I'm not even going to entertain that. All right, we're not trading Jalen to the Sixers. We're not, we're not, we're not even not, gonna just, trade Jalen. Jalen Brown will not be traded. So just stop. Let's stop right there. Especially Boom. this year. Especially this year. This is we're gonna take it year by year. Jalen Brown's not being traded this year. Listen, and honestly, here's what I'll say. If you're a Celtic fan, I think you should want Jalen and Jason to be on the Celtics the rest of their career. And that's and that's as a fan enjoying players and also wanting to win a championship because I believe that two two way wings who both can average twenty five points or more on efficient shooting. It's probably a good start to, you know, leading, building a championship team. So, uh, you know, I would say both of them should stay. Boom, I'm off the vent box, Patrick. Yeah, man, I, I'm hopping off of it with you right there. So that's going to conclude this episode with Lucas and I. Boston Celtics coming away with a huge victory against the Toronto Raptors. First win at home this season. Great win by them. Um, huge, thought man. they did it in, in a dominating fashion. Celtics win 104 to 88. Once again, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. You can also follow me, uh, Patrick, at, at Fallen Opinions. You can follow Lucas at Luca, L U C A underscore Gainer, G A Y N O R. We will be back here most likely Friday night after the big Celtics Bucks games kicks off at 7 30 Eastern. Set it for that one. Uh, if we if if we aren't uh, here after that game, we would possibly be there on Saturday since it is a back to back. Sometimes we like to group those up together, so we'll either be back Friday or Saturday. Make sure that you guys do also go on to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you write a review, five star rating. We need all the help we can get. Please, to please, please. Up. 
please, please, please. That helps go a lot. Go grab your grandma's phone. Mm-hmm. Go grab her grandma's phone. I know she probably doesn't know how to use the smartphone, but show her how to use a smartphone and get a review out there and, yes. and help us out with some five stars. Yeah, Put seriously. Something funny in there or something. We'll give you a shout out on the show, everything like ask that. Ask a question if you want to. We'll always – well, I'll, I check the reviews, bro. If you ask a question in the reviews, we will answer the question. Also, feel free to come on to Spotify Green Room, download the app, come. You know, usually we'll host a little portion at the end of the show where people can ask questions. Maybe we'll even do a mailbag show on a game where we only have a uh, week where we only have a couple games. But yes, please leave those reviews. I really don't think people realize how much that, that means to us and how helpful that is as far as getting the show out there. So please. Absolutely. And we also always open up the floor. I try to get into the rooms pretty early just so that uh, we can open up the floor, let people up and kind of vent and talk about the game or, or just talk in general. It doesn't always have to be about basketball when you come uh, onto the green room before we start our podcast live. So we do let people come up on stage and talk with us. So, cool. yeah, go ahead and stop by and uh, you'll be able to catch me and Lucas live. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for coming by, man. Thank so. you, Lucas, man. We'll see you again on Saturday. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Later. Bye.